surfs up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. And challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a surfing experience and ability transferometer. Watch here suppose this up, Barcy. The surf, Duke. Welcome to Surf Kings of Gotham, the only podcast we're aware of which bask in the warm technicolor glow of sitcom vigilanteism, which is Batman 67. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm your other host, Brady. Today, we're watching part one of a three-part special that I'll get to in a moment. This is season two, episode 37, The Zodiac Crimes. This one directed by returning Oscar Rudolph, who apparently was just on the hook for a lot of them this season, with a script and concept by Stanford Sherman, and then the actual uh, story by Stephen Candell. This first part originally aired January 11th, 1967, and has two special guest villains. The Joker, as played by Cesar Romero, and The Penguin, a returning Burgess Meredith. Our one-sentence Wikipedia summary for three entire episodes says, Joker and Penguin team up for a massive crime spree in Gotham. That was it? That's the whole plot. Now, the wow. this actually does have a Wikipedia entry for each of these episodes. The one for the Zodiac Crime says that um, basically it was uh, dubbed as a Batman special. So it was simultaneously celebrating the show's one-year anniversary and helping to open ABC's, quote, second season. But it doesn't explain why there's quotes there. Um, so, yeah, it's a special, basically. It's like it's like a low-key movie. Well, it's fantastic. Oh, it was great. I love this episode. Because this is the second time this season we've had two villains team up. Uh, but this time, it's two good villains. Yeah. Not the Catwoman. And and. A- and the Sandman. Yeah, these are two real criminals. And you can tell based on the just the performances, like it's it's up a notch for sure. Probably yeah. because they intended it to be like a movie, but also because it's these two. Crazy old Spaniard and the Penguin. Yeah, yeah. And they start off with a bang. Yeah, well, we start off, it's high noon in Gotham. And 12, the number 12 is an evil omen, they say. I don't know why. It's two higher than Gordon O'Hara can count. (laughs) Unless they take their shoes and socks off. Yeah, Uh, yeah. O'Hara and Gordon are in the office admiring the Gotham City rare art map that they've created. A map that they can just look at and know where all the rare art in the city is. This whole thing with O'Hara making this map where he pinpointed the rare art had very like the Simpsons have a science fair or something vibes to it. Like <laughs> Gordon was like, that's very nice, O'Hara. <laughs> then somebody in the crowd is like, huh, O'Hara entered a contest for children. <laughs> this He's cartography like, fair. 
was he's a, like was I for see children. You made some simplistic thing. Good job. <laughs> but you yeah, it's some fin- museums have already done. Excellent. Yeah, but <laughs> but he added some fins for wind resistance <laughs> yeah. and and a and a racing stripe that is pretty sharp. Sure, and I thought these look pretty sharp. <laughs> Uh, it was great. Good work, O'Hara. Let's pat like, ourselves on the back. I have nothing else going on, so I'm just going to nod and smile. Yeah, so they pat themselves on the back here for a job well done, because he kicked the kids' butts, you know? Yeah. But then, <laughs> who's who's just lounging in the window of Gordon's office? The Joker. That was fast. Yeah, so he's just lounging in the window, and it's crazy old Spaniard. You know he didn't come in from outside. Like he clearly took the elevator and just went into the office. How he long was he in. sitting there before they acknowledged him? <laughs> it was funny because Gordon is just furious. He's just like the nerve, the Joker in police headquarters. Ah, he's flabbergasted. How long have you been sitting there, you dastardly criminal? And Joker's yeah. like, hoo, 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 long enough for both of my feet to fall asleep. <laughs> Someone rub my butt with an orange <laughs> slice. I brought these oranges. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's the Joker's got a new prop here. He's got a Harry Potter wand. Yeah, so he shoots a spark at Commissioner Gordon. He's I can't remember what the Harry Potter. One of our listeners probably knows the the Harry Potter spell that makes it shoot sparks or whatever. All I know is that it makes a it makes a big glorified pop like a firework, and yet it's more powerful than both of their guns. Yeah, and it shoots him in the hand or whatever. So he's like, ah, I can't use the phone. Uh, yeah. I also I like that he called... can't down where you stand, Joker. I sure would like to, though. Yeah. But they're just flabbergasted that he's in here. They don't... I'm... I wonder if they even have guns. Or if their guns have bullets, you know? Maybe it's like a Barney Fife situation. Yeah. Where he's got, like, one bullet in his pocket. I can't imagine that Chief Hera is not, like, a Barney Fife situation. Only, it probably, instead of having, like, one bullet, it's like... He's like, ah, I've got a box that several bullets came in. <laughs> Maybe there's something uh, inside of this. Maybe there's not. Then he shakes it and he's like, sure, and there's not. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Joker calls refers to Batman and Robin as cabbage heads here. That reminded me of Kids in the Hall, so I like that. Yeah. I like, I was thinking the whole time when he overpowered them with a firework, I was like, you know, they always post all these memes and things on Facebook where it's like Superman wanting to know why Batman won't just kill Joker because Superman's apparently super big on killing some dude he doesn't know. Um, yeah. But why would you kill this man? Like, oh, I get there's other versions, but not in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, he's delightful. Yeah. He he, he says that uh, those cabbage heads, Batman and Robin, were lucky to, to put him in jail the first time or the last time or whatever. And it's almost like a like a kid on the school bus, Gordon here. Like, no, no, he could your dad couldn't beat up my dad. He's got a very defensive, they weren't lucky, they're amazing kind of tone to his voice where he's defending. Yeah. Joker's like, you like Batman and Robin? They don't even write their own songs. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> Gordon's like, no. <laughs> O'Hara's like, Commissioner, we don't expect them to write songs. Oh, yes, right. Joker says he uses free time to learn astrology uh, and maybe make pumpkin spice lattes. I'm not sure the astrology thing seems a little basic, but it might have been different in 
1967. I'm not sure. Yeah, you think you just like go to the go to a newspaper and read the astrology section that literally explains it at the top and good, but yeah, it takes some time to read some books. Well, he must have read some kind of crazy book because his knowledge of astrology has allowed him to make his wand float. So he's yeah. like the wand like floats across the room and like sparks at them a little bit. And O'Hara is right scared of this thing. Mother McGinty, the Joker has the power of the devil behind him now. Yeah. So then while they're on their heels here, backed away, the Joker steals the map, the rare art map, because of course he would. Which just points just... where museums are. He could be able to know that from any, any other resource, but yes. Yeah, exactly. And then runs to the window, and all of a sudden there's a helicopter ladder that appears with a lady on it. I don't know why she'd have to be on the ladder. I don't know why she came down the ladder waving. Yeah, it was really strange. Like It's cool that he's escaping on a helicopter ladder, but again, there didn't need to be someone on there. She didn't and the help ladder, him in any way. The ladder lowers. like She doesn't go down to help him. She's just riding on it as it lowers and just like waving, I guess, to, to people down on the street. I don't know what's happening there. But her name is yeah, it was, and she's going to be apparently integral to the plot. Yeah, so they wanted to get her on screen as soon as possible, I guess. Yeah. Mean, Hello, meanwhile... Stardom, it's me! Whoever played <laughs> Venus. Yeah, I didn't even look that up this time. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in stately Wayne Manor, home of millionaire Bruce Wayne and his young ward, Dick Grayson, uh, Dick Grayson is playing the tuba? Terribly. Terribly, and Bruce is just enraged like you can tell he's he's got a headache harriet seems to be enjoying it bruce is just like i gotta get i gotta get my own place i'm <laughs> sick of this harriet's shit. like oh musical notes and bruce is like god damn i should just let you both live out in the streets one more one more off note and i'm out of here i'm <laughs> going for smokes i'm not coming back um alfred comes out to tell them the bat phone is ringing but Dick is playing the tuba, so he almost says it way too loud and has to cover for himself so Harriet doesn't know. He's like, Beth, uh, that phone. That phone, you should take it in the study. <laughs> yeah, it's like that girl. He says, that phone, and then it cuts to the red phone. Yeah, so it that's it. I'm just saying that. Yeah, it should. Then we get... So that's... Well, no, yeah. first we get Dick awkwardly struggle his way out of a tuba, and then we get <laughs> yeah, down the down the thing, and now we're in Commissioner Gordon's office. I, I don't remember what he did because I took these notes last night, but my note here is O'Hare is practicing his one man show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I don't recall what he was doing exactly. So uh, if you're watching that, folks. You're in for a treat, I think. He acts out like what Joker did. He's he's just reenacting it. <laughs> but the best part of it is, is that Gordon is sitting with his hands on his desk, just staring into the middle distance like, this will end soon. <laughs> <laughs> so Batman manages to explain how he made the wand float, uh, being a huge buzzkill, giving away the magician's secrets. Apparently it was a, a metal wand, that he magnetized and then used a rheostat to float it because of the steel girders in the building or something. 
Yeah. So not only is Joker, you know, dumb as hell, but he also is an electrical engineer who knows everything about how magnetism and all the steel girders in the building work. Yeah, he must have picked that up in, uh, either picked that up in prison or in his stint in the vending machine company. <laughs> this is going to go belly up sooner rather than later, so I have to have a fallback plan. <laughs> I got I to gotta make back the money I gave away in these stupid vending machines. What you working on there, Joker? Air conditioner repair. <laughs> so I'm not up on the case, the, the long-running case of the, the Zodiac Killer, but I assume that it's... Uh, they're talking about the Joker, and that's what this whole thing is about. Yeah, although not the real Zodiac Killer, because all of this, well, outside of the insane parts that are coming up, but the idea of a Zodiac Killer happened for real like 10 years later. Probably copying this episode. It was Ted Cruz. <laughs> he wasn't, he, he was like crazy. five, but he was the Zodiac Killer. I believe it. So he's got a weird, Batman's got a weird tracking thing here. He's skulking around the office and finds a two-way spy device. Skulking around is fair. That's accurate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. While the, like, adults are talking and he's just, like, creeping around, tiptoe and scanning stuff. Uh, they've determined that there's one one crime for every sign of the Zodiac, based on the rare art map, no doubt. So yeah, how those two tracks... things line up exactly is just you know made up on the fly, but yeah, I feel like criminals would be more successful in Gotham City if they didn't make their plan so simple to figure out, you know, if they just were a little more random. <laughs> It'd be awesome if you came up with a plan independent of what else was happening at the time. Yeah, well, here exactly. made a map, and I have a crime spree based on it. <laughs> exactly so that's what it is joker speaks through because it's a two-way spy device so not only can he listen he can talk through a telescope so it's like exactly boy blunder and commissioner gordon's like that's him that's the joker that's the guy We're like yeah no kidding dummy still toting around that political liability i see <laughs> exactly and then it starts on fire and batman uses a bat fire extinguisher to put it out meanwhile o'hara whose job it should be to protect the public stands there he's like i was coming up with my dramatic monologue <laughs> exactly um, they they do say here so stealing the rare art map was the first of his crimes. So that's that's pretty lazy. But it's fun that it's the rare art map or R A M Ram Aries the Ram. So yeah, one they one crime that, down. I was like, oh god, this is gonna be a long three episodes. But it the next scene makes it okay. Yeah. So the goons are named after planets, and the ones the writer could think of at the time, though, like Mercury. Yeah, there's Mercury and Pluto and uh, uh, Krypton. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The writer was <laughs> Norm MacDonald. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, so they're all hanging around in, in the headquarters. All of a sudden, there's a delivery that shows up. A big crate gets wheeled into Goon headquarters. They have to pay for it. It's $2,450. Yikes. 
Yeah. That's a lot in $1967. Yeah. That's easily a grillion today. Yeah, it's a lot. They complain. The goon has to pay for it, too. The Joker doesn't even step up. He's like, oh, you pay for it. I'll pay you back. Joker's like, I'll be lucky if I ever see that amount of money again based on how much I gave away at my vending machine scam. That's right. And they're like, well, this whatever's in this box, it better be worth it. $2,450 is a lot of money. Do you want to tell the people what's in the box? Okay, so they rifle through all the colorful packaging to the point where I was like, it's just going to be an empty box someone sent to fuck with Joker. No, <laughs> it's the penguin. And he he immediately like comes out going, ah, mad that it took him so long to get him out of the box. <laughs> yeah. I, the penguin nailed himself to Joker's hideout <laughs> like Nermal the cat. <laughs> it was great. He gets out of this box full of tissue paper, a cardboard box full of tissue paper, and the penguin. I like how they packed him in with like packing materials. They didn't like set it up like how you can like travel in a shipping container, like be smuggled in where it's like set up like a like a makeshift apartment. Right. Uh, this was a cardboard box stuffed with tissue paper to fill up the, the extra space, you know, where like air it's would just go. A box. <laughs> but he comes out of there with a cigarette. Yeah. In his holder. Like he's not like he climbed in, like preserved himself in amber, and so, then was like freed later. Did the delivery fee go back to Penguin? Did he mail himself there? And it was like COD in Joker <laughs> to pay for his delivery? I yeah, hope I so. so. <laughs> yeah, well, because there was a line like, oh, I hope what's in this box is worth it. And then the Penguin gets it. I'm worth $200,000. Like, Yet you didn't his... charge that. You charged far <laughs> less than that. Where did he ship himself from? Probably right out of prison, now that I think yeah. about it. He probably just climbed in a box. Like, oh, where's Penguin? He's not in his cell. All there is is this cardboard box. Well, it says mail it to the Joker. I guess we better... F no sense looking for him. He was just like, to... this newspaper cat has some good ideas. <laughs> where's my lasagna? <laughs> Word he's writing is John Arbuckle. <laughs> 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 that explains so much. <laughs> so back in Commissioner Gordon's office, Batman asks for permission to answer the phone. It's like, I have a hunch it's Joker for me. Yeah. Commissioner Gordon's like, okay, go ahead. And Batman's like, it's your foot, Dr. Gill. <laughs> yeah. It is the Joker. He's got a clue for him. It's not a riddle, though. Don't you dare say it's a riddle, because it's not. It's a clue. Yeah. And he says, Taurus the Bull is next on my show, and soon you'll be singing a song of woe. <laughs> yeah, which is barely a clue of any sort. Until you like the next scene where you find out that there's some kind of, like, god-awful, I don't know what you'd call it. It's a singing group of just two assholes, or... I don't know. Anyway, there's a singing duo called the Twins. And apparently, it's just, uh, they they look enough like a guy who looks like Shemp Howard and some yeah. lady that they can just, like, replace them. And uh, the whole thing was weird. It was weird. But I did get the Shemp hair. I was like, hey, he's one of the Stooges. Yeah. 
sadly, he was dead at that time because it would have been amazing if Shimp was one of the Joker's goons. That actually, yeah, that would be pretty delightful. So, the Batman and and Robin show up where the where the twins are to like warn them or protect them or whatever. And so they're they're singing, and they're singing and they playing w- electric guitar on two acoustic guitars with no plug-in of any sort. Yeah, you know how how that works. Robin begins but, to dance like an ass. Yeah, that's the part I was getting to. Yeah, they just walk in. Robin hears music and just like starts dancing like a tard. It's awful. I'm like, stop it, idiot. That's what Batman says to him too. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Batman. Like, the second time this episode is like, God, stop. <laughs> yeah, just please stop. You're embarrassing me and yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for two more episodes of this. Yeah. Yeah. Robin's crazy, but this is, it's still great. He's like, hey, 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 I'm Batman. This is Robin. We think you're in danger from the Joker, but then it's not the Joker. The penguin's there. And he like gasses them, but not like sleeping gas. It's just like getaway gas. Because he runs away. Yeah. And they chase after him and he like climbs up. There's like a boom lift truck thing like with a crane on it or something and he like climbs up on it and then starts lifting him up in the air and batman and robin like climb on the truck and they're climbing up after him and he uses an umbrella to hook like a power line or something and just hangs there he's like ah ha ha my umbrella hook i i'm off the yeah so that I'm was all a distraction my death from here yeah yeah they don't explain how he gets down he might still be stuck up there i'm not sure <laughs> But while this is going on, now we cut to the Joker stealing uh, some diamonds that, that are called the twins. So this was the real twins that they're stealing. Two 20-carat diamonds. Would you like and to we tell, see... tell the audience how the Joker is cleverly disguised? Yes. The Joker, in full Joker makeup, is wearing a cowboy hat and speaking with like a southern Texas accent. The Joker is doing is that classic disguise, rich Texan kind of. <laughs> but still in full full Joker clown makeup. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. The guy's like, Faye, you look familiar. Are you the Joker? And the Joker's like, no, partner, I'm the jester. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeehaw! Like, yeah. these, these rare jewels. Why, sure I would. Yeah. Of course you can. You're a rich Texan. Here you go. Right. So he's like, yeah, I'll take these uh, rare diamonds. Uh, Here, let me fetch your money for you. And he opens up a briefcase, and the briefcase says Joker's Jumping Beans on it. And then we get a weird, like, popcorn cooked without a lid effect. These bean things, they just, like, kind of fly out and that's enough of a distraction or something to allow them to run away. It was really weird. Yeah. Apparently all of Gotham city has severe PTSD from Batman's previous adventures. So now any sort of smoke or, you know, little mild annoyances popping out of them is enough to send them into just a complete catatonic state of shock and you can just get away. Yeah. Cause they weren't like explosive anything. It was literally like jumping beans or like popcorn. Like, Oh God. A thing. Like, oh, yeah. My eye, I'm not supposed to get popcorn in it. No, it was just 
It was silly, but it worked. Good old Texas Joker. And he's like, hey, hey, let's go, Missy. Because he keeps up the keeps up the ruse for some reason. Because <laughs> they won't be looking the for the Joker. The be... Yeah. Put out an APB on all Texans in Gotham City. So back in the Batcave here, they're analyzing the wig uh, that the that the lady was wearing. They're using the bat analyst machine or the bat analropist machine because it does multiple things. It analyzes and provides therapy for them. I also made that same note. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Batman having the bat computer or the bat analropist um, having it examine the wig is basically the equivalent of him just taking it through the self-checkout aisle. He's like just moving it across the front and it's like... <laughs> Yeah, and they determine that it's a very expensive wig. It's like ninety nine percent human hair, backed with one percent silk, which makes it a very expensive wig. There's only one place that would have such a fancy wig: Harry's Hair Lair. So I wonder, watching this, is Harry's Hair Lair also long out of business? <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would hope so, but it shouldn't be because Harry. Uh, from Harry's hair lair is uh is friends with Bruce Wayne. They golf at the same golf course. God, Gotham City had a diverse and thriving economy at some point before the show began. <laughs> All the restaurants are defunct and out of order, but the wig shop <laughs> and, and the empty box store are <laughs> thriving. The they don't air have any our place downtown. <laughs> Every single factory is is abandoned. But there's an empty box store. So anyway, they don't show that part, but I think they go get the address from Harry. They show up and they confront Venus, uh, the lady, and they give her a big speech on morality. Severe bipolar disorder. She whips back and forth so much. Yeah. They're like, no, no, Joker's my friend. Now criminals don't have friends. He's just using you. And they go back and forth. And she's like, no, I've never given up the Joker. And then the phone yeah, rings. Like, criminals don't have friends. Who befriend the Joker? A stupid old man who thinks he's a cowboy. And then <laughs> he's the Joker behind Batman. And his smile just slowly drops. He can't just, that off. <laughs> just cries a single tear. <laughs> I'll be a sailor now. Uh, so the phone rings like based on your reaction that must be an important phone call i'll take it and he picks up the phone and he puts a handkerchief over the mouthpiece of the phone i don't know why like nobody recognizes anybody's voice in this stupid show anyway no one recognizes the joker when he puts on the cowboy hat (laughs) your voice is fine yeah so takes his phone call and it's a phone call from the penguin and he's like i'm sorry the joker's not here may i take a message he's very polite and he's like yeah tell him the crime's gonna go down tonight as planned okay uh, great could i have some more details about this plan sir now tell him i want half too no funny business <laughs> oh so he was trying to trick him like uh may i please know your evil plan no. Then Penguin steals the steals the quarterback out of the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> things aren't going well after he mailed himself <laughs> across the United States. Yeah, exactly. So again, tries to get more details, can't, hangs up the phone. All of a sudden, Venus is real, real horny for Batman. She's like, I'd love to help you. Why? Because he was like polite on the phone. She's never seen manners before. I'm not really sure. She's you like, I don't know what using the using a funnier, weird voice. Yeah. All of a sudden, she's just like, I'd do anything for you, Batman. It was really weird. It was a it was a quick change from Joker is my friend to I'd do anything for you. Robin's like, Would you do anything for me? And then Batman gives him that <laughs> look again, like, God, three strikes and you're out, bitch. Or a political <laughs> liability. Yeah. Yeah, Robin's annoying. So, do anything for me, a boy in pantyhose? He doesn't know what the plan is. She just knows where they're meeting. So they go to the the opera show. It's Leo Crustash. Which they couldn't do a better name than that. That's like a, I don't even think that's a human name. I don't think so either. But he's a good opera singer, and he doesn't know. Despite all of the shenanigans that are about to take place, he just keeps singing. He just he doesn't piss in the middle of the he stage. Yeah, well, so they're in their side stage watching him sing, saying, "Ah, be careful, be on your toes." And then all of a sudden, the Joker prances in and jumps on the stage. And he's like, "He's like, ah, there's the Joker." And then all of a sudden, the Penguin's up top in the catwalk, and he starts just cutting sandbags trying to crush the dynamic duo and almost hitting them a few times but not really and the guy's dude's just singing leo's still just belting it out here he's not like hey uh you guys keep it down back there yeah he's he's a consummate professional and the audience just goes along with it like it must be part of the show so you're all new in this town yeah exactly but the sandbags fail, so the goons come in, and it's time to start fighting. And then when it's time to start fighting, it's time for the Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. <clears throat> Them fighting words! <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, doing the, during this highfalutin fist fight, we get Zlop, Off, Oof, Zam, Boff and Zowie. This has been your Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. Not like last time when Batman Pam the guy. <laughs> That's right. No, this one, it's just there's a lot of spears happening. Like it must be an opera thing, because there's just spears everywhere. But they're using them to like trip people and like clothesline people and they're running around. Then they a whole lot happened. An old man. Yeah, so the Joker kidnaps the opera singer. This fight was weird. It had a strange vibe to it because it was set to the opera song. Was the background? It wasn't the the traditional bat fight music. It was opera, so it did yeah. play. It was a weirder fight. It was a lot more awkward than usual. It was. It was awkward. Uh, Joker kidnaps the the guy, and the and the lady takes Venus, leaves with him. Penguin runs away. Batman and Robin throw spears at him from across the stage. And instead of missing completely as and they should. And severing his spine. Yeah, or hitting him and killing him. <laughs> uh, instead, they manage to just pin him to the wall. Robin's like, dang, I was going for his eye. <laughs> I got to learn how to throw spears better. <laughs> so Penguin's captured. 
we cut to Commissioner Gordon's office where they're talking about some statue at the museum. It's like, that's got to be the closest thing to Virgo the Virgin that there is, so we better get over there to the museum. You know what that means, folks? We get to see some crappy mashed potato sculptures. Did you see? So the one statue that they first show in the corner with the, the spotlight on it, I have no idea who it's supposed to be. It's just some dude. Some sad looking. His pockets and a creepy look on his face. Yeah, like just defeated by life. And I was, it's like Gil from The Simpsons, his wife finally left him, or like some hobo that lost his bindle. Like there's no, it, like, I don't know. Every who this... other statue, it's like, it's like Roman or Greek with robes and sandals, and like they all have like olive leaves or columns. And then there's just some dude. And the some dudes, like all the other statues, because as we're about to find out, they're all people with like paint on their face or whatever, holding still looking like statues. But the one statue with the spotlight on it in the corner is again, yeah, made out of like tinfoil and mashed potatoes. It's the worst (laughs) statue. (laughs) Everything else looks almost real because it is. And then that one statue and they never, it's, it's great. It's such a great statue. And like you said, everybody else is is a real person. So like, was they were all in there disguised as statues normally when there's not someone in there disguised as statues it's just it's just like the some random jackass room yeah this this whole museum just has one statue in it like they went to the museum and joker was like quick dress up like statues and then they realized (laughs) what all the statues were joker was like you know normal statues yeah so that's Joker comes out here and talks for a while. There's some horse horoscope horse shit going on. I'm not really sure. I don't remember what he said. But then he's like, Batman and Robin, are like, yeah, it's two against two because he's only got one goon with him. That's two against two. I like those odds. He's like, oh, more like two against seven. And he like whistle and all the goons, like all the statues uh, that are actually goons come to life. Which and, is a joke that Robin did earlier this season when. I think they were fighting. It was uh, the dude who had the plane. Remember that episode? Yeah. What was that with the plane? The sand, the, the sandman, or no, the uh, the avia that was the puzzler. The puzzler. Robin comes out from behind the plane and he's like, "That man's there first. And he's like, "Oh, two against one. Those don't seem like fair odds." And then Robin comes out and he's like, "More like two against eight. Or some equally <laughs> insane thing. <laughs> Robin counts himself as six guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. But hey, when statues come to life in a museum, it's time for another fight. And when it's time for another fight, it's time for another Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words recap. Sims also fighting words. During this museum melee, we get clunk, vronk, Zap, sock, swap, whap, and oof. This has been your second Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. And we get some more people throwing spears in the dark. Yeah, yeah, there's more spears. There's a a fencing scene here, but it's not fencing. It's like spear fighting with Batman and the Joker, where they're like stunt doubles or spear fighting. And then 
Joker calls the Venus statue and reluctantly uh, she comes to life and, and throws some knockout glitter on Batman and Robin. Yeah, it wasn't clear what was happening there. No, but you could tell she didn't want to. She was really reluctant to. She's like, I don't want to hurt them. Do it. Like, Do it now. So she throws the glitter on them out of a cup. She's like, these are 24 carat forget-me-nows. Yeah. Yeah. So they're out. When they come to, they're strapped to a big stone something or other underneath an eight-ton meteorite surrounded by a model of the solar system. Or why? An eight-ton meteorite, you ask? Something, something magnets, I answer. Yeah. And uh, did he do that or was that already suspended there? Like, I'm confused. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where it has an 810 meteorite. And what kind what of the weird purpose... museum is this? Just random meteorites and stuff that fell out of the sky in a statue of some dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really in Gotham City. Tourist haven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But that's it. That's the death trap. They're trapped under this 810 meteorite. Uh, they're going to start the model of the solar system spinning with a like a fire, like a flare attached to it. They call it like a thermite bomb or something, but that doesn't make sense. It's like a like a road flare burning. And when it spins around, it's going to burn through the rope and drop this 810 meteorite on Batman and Robin. And that's the end. So our cliffhanger text says, can it be? The dynamic duo crushed to death by an eight-ton meteorite? Will the Joker's prophecy come true? Are their horoscopes canceled? Is this their last star? Tune in tomorrow. Same time, same channel, same peril. It is very perilous. But I guess that does it for us for another episode of Surf Kings of Gotham. As always, you can follow us on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham, on YouTube at Surf Kings of Gotham, on Twitter and Instagram at our show on shows, or at our show on shows.com. Though it's not really following us because you'd be the first ones there. So if you go there, we'd be following you to those places. You won't find us there, but you will find <laughs> us here next time on Surf Kings of Gotham. Till then, bye everybody. Bye, Dr. Nick. Sir, King of Gotham.